I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Style Over Substance with me, Scarlett. And my name's Mim. Uh, Mim is wearing her... (laughs) controversial jacket the jacket isn't controversial <laughs> it's styling was someone really didn't appreciate me. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate me wearing uh pink earrings with a pink adidas jacket but you know what fight the haters it's fine honestly because i was channeling you chelsea, were channeling chelsea from lovers blind from lovers blind and she is like pink on pink on pink on pink and i was like if chelsea can do it and be thriving and happy and successful. And you were too. That just person was not happy that she day. said that the um, dimensions or and the, and the, the ratios and the balancing or something between the earrings that were of um, like they were like little they were shrimp. like seahorses or something. Or like, yes, yeah. they're seahorses. You are correct. Yeah. Pink seahorses um, with this jacket just didn't go. It wasn't her vibe. It wasn't. It's between me and Chelsea. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, the jacket's back. <laughs> and um, this week, we are discussing Shein. Is that how we say it? I think it's Shein because from what I understand, it used, she to, be called, it used to be called She Inside. So I think it's Shein and not Shine. Not, yeah, because I'm like, not, Shine? Shine, mm. I've heard. Um, none of those names. Mine? <laughs> um. So we are discussing that and the famous press trip that has recently happened. Yeah. But also just like the notorious reputation that Shein has. Yes. That kind of, I guess, almost supersedes every fast fashion brand. Yeah, they're particularly bad and they really do kind of, when it comes to fast fashion practices and just all the bad things we know about fast fashion, they are the worst to ever do it. Mm. Um, and they currently have a lawsuit out against them in the States. I don't know a huge amount of, about it, but it all kind of is going to be part of our Shein episode. And what we yeah. Them. So um, when did you find out about this press trip that they did? I just saw some like whisperings and I saw a few things on like TikTok. And I'll be honest, I just sort of ignored it. Oh, is it? Yeah, I just kind of was like, I'm not a big fan of the brand. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like, I just sort of saw it and I was like, mm, I don't want to see that because why on earth mm. are they doing it? Okay. So like it, it made no sense to me why Shein is doing a press trip. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really delve into into it when I first saw it. But it just kept following me around. Like there was just mm. more and more videos about this Shein press trip. And one thing that did catch my eye is I saw a response video from one of the creators before I'd even seen a video of the actual trip that she went on. And yeah. I was like, oh, this looks 
controversial. This, yeah, this was controversial. This was juicy. So, we, yeah, I just thought that, and we've spoken about Sheehan in the past, we had to find out more about this and what was going on. So if you don't know, I think about a week ago, mm. two weeks ago, there was a group of TikTok creators who were invited to a Sheehan factory in China and they were given a tour. They went to dinner with the CEO of the company, which is a bit like, okay. Um, <laughs> the suspect. Yeah. The, the um, CEO. <laughs> yep. Um, they got the chance to speak to employees mm. and garment workers in the factory. And they got to ask all the hard hitting questions about what goes on inside a Sheehan factory. Um, and then they kind of documented day by day what they found, how mm. they felt. They were all very positive reviews. And we'll discuss a bit more how it felt very scripted because they all kind of touched on the similar notes and yeah. similar points. Um, and, yeah, so they, they documented their trip to their collective millions of TikTok followers and they got a lot of backlash because it was they were part of Sheehan's whitewashing or cleansing mm. of their like reputation. Rep, exactly. Their reputation to a lot of people who just knew better. I mean, there's been so many reports out already and documentaries made regarding the really poor labor practices and environmental practices of Sheehan that this press trip just wasn't it. Yeah, and you know what? Like, the first thing that ran true to me mm. or came to mind was when I worked for a couture company, mm-hmm. if we had important visitors, we were all told to dress in black. And all of the, um, like, seamstress, like, um, team would wear their lab coats, their, like, white overcoats. Oh, yeah. And so, like, even then... That's kind of an example of like creating a faux visual an illusion. Like this be on our best behavior. Yeah, it's the best behavior. This is the illusion we want to sell you, is that we just are all like always so chic <clears throat> and this place is just so like yeah, seamless looking. Yeah. And that's what it rings to me is like yeah, they might have spoken to an employee or whatever, but like that is a selected, chosen employee. If they even worked for Sheehan, like this is the thing that I think people have an grievance with mm. is you're welcome to have a positive response from this trip. Yeah. But I also think you are duty bound to be like, from who I spoke to, they had a positive experience. From what I saw, it looked really nice. Yes. Rather than like this very scripted, like utilitarian, it was a really wonderful place. And um, I could never see any wrongdoing there. Mm. And it was beautiful. Like, We'll go into what exactly they said, but... On a whole, my impression was because they were documenting day by day what their experience Mm. was like, it gave me the impression that, okay, 
They were told they needed to make videos. And because you're stuck in China, staying in the hotel they put you in, uh, you know, being... Having the experience they've chosen for you. Yeah, being shuttled around the city, you're still very much within their grasp. Even if they said to you, we give you complete creative license to be honest about your experience, you're going to feel a little bit intimidated yeah, to then go online in the evening and be like, yeah, this is shit. I don't believe a word that they've said to me. Um, I believe I'm being duped. I believe this is not being mm. honest, blah, 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 blah. You're far less likely to say that. If anything, you would say, I reserve judgment at the moment. You know, I'm only on day two. Yeah, I've still got a week to go or whatever it might be. Um, I'll give you a full recap once I'm home. Yeah, you're going to really give a full, honest recap when you're back on your home turf and not when the people who've paid for you to be out there in a country are still paying away. Yeah, in a country that is known for being fairly authoritarian, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Yeah, yeah. um, And you've never been to the country before. You know, if you're being made to document your trip day by day, you're less likely to be honest about it. And that in itself, regardless of whether they're paying you outright, they're scripting your videos for you. Mm. That is enough for you to give your audience a mild review. It's going to be far less scathing, you know, than maybe what you would want to have created. Um, And then like another point we discussed briefly is think it seemed like there's about 10 influencers on this trip it was like a mm. a good size a but amount. not massive amount um and we listened to some of the reviews and it definitely felt like these reviews were being made by people who's never visited a factory before sure. never worked in the industry to that in that to level to know what the correct standard is yeah to know what the comparison is to know what a factory should look like Mm. because the videos that I saw like when we just did some research was not what a normal factory looks like it looked like it didn't have enough people in it it looked like outrageously calm yes and like let's remember a factory is a production line it is not meant to be cute it's not meant to be pretty like even if you wherever makes your Louis Vuitton handbag is not some like pristine and this beautiful thing like it might look like it's falling apart like at the seams the building like it's got old machines well, it's the, not state of the art at the very least like I don't work in fashion anymore but I do work in manufacturing and at the very least oh <laughs> friend um the machines are loud yes. and they're fast and for she in that makes as much as it does and it I think it uploads like 2,000 new items on their website per day mm-hmm. and from what one of the influencers claimed it's actually surpassed its sales in a year surpasses that of Amazon's in the US which is insane a company Whoa. of that size that is manufacturing at the facility they allege it would sorry. be noisy. We did this in our last episode. <laughs> I know, I'm really sorry. I'm a yawner. I think they know that by now. 
I think this is the first time it's ever happened. No, 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 I yawn a lot. I'm really sorry, I do. Um, yeah, it would be the numbers they would have to be churning out would be outrageous, mm. that the machines would be going constantly. It'd be noisy, at the very least. I know yeah. that a lot of garment workers are sewing these things by hand, but what I mean is if I it's mean, state not <laughs> There's no needle thread done, needlework done But there. machine work yeah, yeah, is yeah. still constituted by hand. No, no, but I more mean, like, it's noisy. Yeah, I'm saying that, like, even if, even if they want to say that these are state-of-the-art buildings where a lot of it is being cut, measured, fabricated by machine, yeah, it would be cramped, it would be noisy, it would be um, hot. Yeah. You know, it would it would be intense. That's what manufacturing areas look like. Doesn't it doesn't feel like yeah. a car showroom. No. I think at best mm. what they got shown was the sample factory. Yeah. At best. At best, yeah. But like again, wow, that fly like really <laughs> took the camera. Um I just that's also not my experience. I've I've worked for some places a lot nicer than Shein, and that's not what a, a factory looks like to me. That's not what a sample factory looks like to me. Mm. Um, I'm not buying that there's this conveyor belt sending the clothes around the room, oh, like yes. on hangers and all of that stuff. Like, I'm not buying that. You sell garments for three pounds. Yeah. Like, no, I just don't believe it. I just don't. I, and like, and maybe that is one of your factories. But even in my experience of when I would visit a factory, I would visit a factory in Italy, but that would be like their front of house factory, and then they would outsource to factories in other places in Italy or in other countries. Yeah. yeah. So like, that's there's just, and we didn't even have huge numbers to produce like Shein does. Yeah. Like, I just think like we you just said. The fact that these people are naive to naive enough to not realise that they don't know what they're comparing it to. Yeah. They're walking in be like, oh, isn't this great? Oh my god, look how nice it is, without any awareness of like, hang on, mm. I smell bullshit. Yeah. Because like you said, like, we don't even work in it anymore, but we're like close enough to it to know, mm, I don't think this is how it is. Also, factory workers are never gonna sing about their job. I think this is a good time for us to talk about the claims that were actually made. So you touched on the point, Uh, factory workers, one of the claims made by some of these TikTokers were that you spoke to some of the workers, Mm. they tell us that they're passionate. The word used was passionate about making clothes for you guys. (laughs) And I was thinking to myself, look, that's bullshit. No one's passionate about their job. I don't care what job you do. (laughs) I don't care whether you're making 500 grand a year. You're not passionate about it. You're there because you like the money. You might be really good at the job, but there's times when you're working that you're just like, I'm I'm doing it to keep my job. I can't mm. stand this anymore. Like to say that they're got passionate passion for no. sewing garments, seriously. It was just like, what did you think when they said that? I just no. It's not true. I I, I honestly feel like and also, if if they did say that and you believe it, then you're stupid. Yeah. Because guess what? Like, I interview a lot of people in the role that I do now, and I'm selling a dream. 
yeah, I'm selling the perfect company. I'm selling it on our best day. And like, and that's not to say that I'm lying, but I'm not going to say, you know what? Sometimes that person's annoying because guess what? Everyone is. And we all have our bad days. And I'm a kind of cynical person as it is. I'm never going to skip to work. So like, I best believe that I don't think someone who's working a 12 hour day in a factory who's bent over a machine making the same top all day long for like $4 a, like a piece mm. is really passionate about what they yeah. do. They're passionate to put food on their family's table. They're passionate to maybe be able to do like what this job provides them. Mm. But like, and then there was the thing that people, they said that they didn't work long days. <gasps> oh, like we work eight or nine hour days. No, 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 it's just six to eight. Oh, six to eight. Yeah. I work longer days than yeah, that, and I, I don't do. work that hard. Yeah. F- and when I worked in fashion, oh, did I work longer days than that? I think part of the problem is And that I was just drawing. <laughs> I was just drawing the clothes. I wasn't making them. That's the thing. Some of these claims were not believable. Yeah. Like, if you're going to... Because really, like... And this, what but we, this also came after, like, someone saying that they'd worked 18-hour days. Or was it like it, that's like it came yes. after that that someone had said they turn up at eight and they don't leave till then the early hours of the next day? Yeah, exactly. So it was. It's like the claims that we hear about Sheen are so bad mm. that you could just give us like normal, normal responses, normal factory worker be, responses, and it would be far better than what we've yeah. been told so far. Some dives to days can be long, but you know what, like. It's okay. To come out with six hours they worth of work. They look after us well. Fine. Yeah, but they were they were overshooting it, to be honest. Six they, hours? That really? was the whole thing. And then being like, and they were asked what their commute was, and it was that they lived nearby. And like, I commute, like, if I go to the London office, I'm commuting an hour. Yep. Like, they're, a, a factory's in the middle of nowhere in like, yeah, I just. Some like business park. Yes, it, you you aren't living locally to that. Yeah, it's it's unlikely, and especially for Shein workers to be saying that they work six to eight hours a day. No, and um, what else did they say in this in these TikToks? Um, state of the art facility. Um, the machinery takes most of the workload oh, from the yeah, the, 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 like the, the machines basically help the workers. Yes, yeah, <laughs> which is um, hmm. are they talking about the little carousel? I don't know. I think wow, all parts of it. But also, again, like if you've never seen it, there are like you can get robot cutters that cut out. 50 layers of fabric yes you know so like if you've not seen that before that happens everywhere that's not just a sheen like this is the issue is that like we're saying like they have no good comparison but also to imply that like you know what those workers even those six hours mm. they're being helped out by machinery yeah yeah wow like that's like saying my laptop helps me out that's a good analogy thank you <laughs> Like artificial intelligence is not taking over garment so, workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And another thing that I think was a really good point in the comment section of one of the videos, 
um, the journalist who had actually done an investigative piece for Channel 4, I think it was mm. called Untold Inside the Sheehan Machine, she left a comment and said, listen, these things that you speak about, how, you know, the things that you refer to as rumours mm. are not rumours. They are proven claims with evidence that are backed up by video of yeah. what myself, me being the journalist, and others have documented. It's not that like someone's just... One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Come out and they've been like, they're being really ignorant and they want to tear down Sheehan and so they're making all these claims. It's like, no, these are not rumours, they're facts, mm. you know? Um, another thing that was really interesting was the topic of um, child labour in the factories. <laughs> Go on. Basically, I think they got asked like about child labour and someone was like, oh, I've never seen a child in here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no children, no one who looks like a child at least. So coast is clear. I mean, that's like a paedophile saying like, I didn't know their age, you know, or I didn't check. I didn't check. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. Like for sure. We know that like, for sh- and like, it's a real thing in Bangladesh that there are really young children working in factories. Yeah. And even in likewise in China. Yeah. And so the fact that like, I don't know. It was something like, oh, my kids don't work here. They're really into social media. Wasn't that like the response? Yes. Uh, so one of the TikTokers had got the chance to approach one of the garment workers and they asked them like, hey, what's your thoughts on child labor? You like it? You don't? Who likes child labor? And I, don't, oh. I don't know how they phrased it, but they were like, you on the same wavelength as me as an American or, you know, what's happening here? And someone said, um, you know, our kids are just like yours. They love social media. They want to be on TikTok. They want to be having a good time. They don't want to be but wasting. But instead we make them, but we just won't tell you. They don't want to be wasting their time making T-shirts. You know, that's not what they're about. Mm. Um, one TikToker said, when I'd asked them about the issue of child labor, they actually looked at me funny or something. Or they were just so dumbfounded and they looked at us like, what are you lot on about? Child labor is not happening here. Yeah. Um, and so they made it sound like what are you guys playing at that doesn't happen cut the shit um yeah so it was just a blatant denial and dismissal of things that have been documented previously yeah and then when you talk about it in like just plain fact terms the, the amount of stuff that she makes a day a year 
just requires such a massive workforce mm. that we know something's not right on a on a on a basic level environmentally it's so harmful to be overproducing in the way yeah. that she and does that we cannot act like everything they do is in the most ethical way i think it's just your spidey senses need to be tingling even if you don't have all the facts and you don't have all the information i'm not saying these tiktokers should have gone out there and made assumptions yeah that they themselves didn't feel comfortable enough making against the company but something doesn't seem right it doesn't add up it doesn't seem right and i think i think it's one thing if they'd corrected one issue you know like if it was yes. pay and like they went out there just to show them that or if it was the conditions or like one thing but to make out like nowhere squeaky clean yes like no not even not companies even in the states in the uk like things aren't squeaky clean there are days where like people in my company have to work really late long hours they might not feel valued some people might feel like they're underpaid for their job like that's part and parcel with life and whether they tell that to an outsider Mm. no they wouldn't either exactly that's the other point this is sort of a bit of an issue and also I think we touched I think we touched on it in our last episode where we talked about pretty little thing with Naomi Campbell Mm. but like the audacity to spend a lot of money parading influences around a factory where you're paying workers. Like, imagine you're selling something for three pounds, so they can't be earning that per piece. And like, we know they're not being paid well. And it's just, it's it's like you're laughing in the face of your, if they are your workers that you hired <laughs> or had there for the day it's it's a mockery yeah like the marketing budgets of these companies versus how much they're spending on the people who manufacture things yeah and investing in the working conditions and all of that is a mockery and I just think like I remember I once went on like I went to South Africa and I was on a cricket tour with my brothers and we were in a bus and we were going around the shanty towns and I felt mortified because mm. I was like we're almost like displaying our wealth to Mm. these people who have nothing and that's what that feels like to me with these factories is you're walking these influencers in who are being paid way more than these garment workers are ever going to be and that's life not everyone's going to earn the same amount of money but it's a bit distasteful definitely when you really think about that that's so distasteful Mm. Mm -hmm. like that like even the dinner that you've probably paid for these people is more than those people earn in a month. Yeah. Like yeah. despicable. It is bad. It is bad. And I think that's like a really important perspective to have on this. These people are working from what previous investigative journalists have discovered. They're making 500 pieces of garments a day. And they're clocking in at eight and leaving at three. And they say they get paid then like five, they get paid like the equivalent of like $500 a a month and they make 500 pieces a day. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, And to be kind of, so that's the salary you're on and that's what you're expected to make. And you can make less if you make errors as well. And then you're kind of hand-selected 
maybe if you even work there, you're hand selected by the company. Hey, you, 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 you come to the main building. Yeah. Pretend like you're making a couple garments. Um, and then we're going to have these influences, these wealthy influencers, you know, mm. doing all right for themselves. Um, are going to come and ask you questions and they're going to smile and they're going to ask you about your life and if you like working here. And I mean, you don't have to be a garment worker like to know that if your boss has invited someone into the office, you're not going to be like, hey, listen, they don't pay me enough here. Yeah. You would, <laughs> like, you would never. And, like, and also, like you said, China's known for being a bit authoritative so like I I wouldn't do that in this country. Yeah. I wouldn't disrespect my boss that way. I wouldn't go against the grain. It's like biting the hand that feeds you. Like it's just it's not beneficial. It's not helpful. Um, it's like when someone new starts in your company, you don't really tell them your bitches and your moans for a little yeah. while. You let them learn it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it just it just then the way it was spoken about felt so artificial. And you're allowed to have a positive experience. Yeah. You really, really are. But the language being used and sort of the roboticness of it and the unnatural way. If I had a positive experience, yes, I'm a bit cynical and whatever, but I would never be talking the way these people were. This brings us on to our next point of how much these influences had defended Sheehan yeah. to the nth degree. It's like they were defending their cheating boyfriend. <laughs> oh, my God. You're doing really well with these. Thank you. <laughs> I really like an analogy. Yeah. Um, but it, it, what, it, was honestly, like, it was like you'll be like, girl, you need to leave him. Yeah. And I'm like, but you don't know how good he treats me. You don't know him like I know yeah. him. If you'd seen him with your own eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Then you would know how much he loves me because I know you come with all your prejudice about my boyfriend uh, because he's a different race to you. Uh, okay. But that's racist. Really does. No, but the issue <laughs> also was saying. is that one of the influencers tried to imply that the backlash was of a racial motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, um, she was saying that as an investigative journalist, I thought she was joking, but other people don't seem to take it that way. She said that she'd seen things with her own eyes. She had the kind of wherewithal and intelligence to keep an open mind, mm -hmm. to see things with her own mind, ask the hard-hitting questions, mm -hmm. and get the honest answers from people. And from the data that she's collected, is she and is great she and is amazing and all you lot are hating bitches that was basically and racist got. bitches racist hating to i jealous. think it was like she was trying to imply that like how dare you assume that of a place in china 100 percent. and it's like well first of all i've seen the news yep like if i said that about a factory in bangladesh i'm not being racist it is a known fact that working conditions in factories in Bangladesh are not good. Uh. It's also a fact in the UK that working conditions in clothing factories aren't great. We saw the whole thing with PLT and not paying work as well here. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's a cheap shot 
and like actually there's nothing really racially motivated from people saying I just want your honest like I don't really think your feedback is honest you could be talking about a factory anywhere Mm. It, it actually doesn't matter where it's located because if there are reports of wrongdoing like you know it's it would be also like you go into you know when women befriend murderers they're like but he seems so nice now and it's like but he also murdered somebody Mm. he's not going to show you his murderous side immediately yeah like i just think yeah i can understand how her explanation for all these like criticisms of her video um would make sense somehow yes in the states people are fed a lot of negative information about china that is true china (laughs) By the way, that's a really bad Trump impression if they gathered. I think you've done better before. I definitely yeah, have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I can see how people that would make people go, mm-hmm. am I racist for thinking these things? Yeah. But I think it's more important to consider those poor people in those countries mm. and say they deserve better yeah. than um, just to shrug off these sorts of issues rug off like their issues yeah i think she really felt like she'd done something by saying that she felt like she'd saved sheen workers you know like i checked with the ceo and i had a private dinner with him which like probably you and the rest of the trip but also was at the ceo um ceos don't have that kind of time (sighs) To be going on dinners with people, like influencers. No. no. I have never. Not some CEOs. And like the, com- the company size of Sheehan as well. CEOs go on dinners with people who are going to give them money. Yeah. Investors. Investors. They will send their Not marketing. Trainers. <laughs> their marketing managers. Yeah. Or, or their. Chief marketing officer. Vice president <laughs> of marketing. Something like that. Yeah. Not CEO, I don't have time for that nonsense. That's what I think, genuinely. And as you said, especially for a company as big as she in, they got, they've got better things there's, to do. There's bigger problems. There's like a legal something they're sorting out. He's oh, not yeah. got time for that. Um, yeah. But it just felt like a real, like, I'm defending them so much. And I don't think I could think of a single company I would do that for. It's not worth it. You know what they say? It's like, like I, it's not your father's I, company. Look, like, I love Coco. I love Chanel. I love all of that. But if they also had enough accusations, like even with Karl Lagerfeld, who was the face of Chanel, like I loved his designs. Mm. But he's also, he's not like a stand-up citizen. Like I think you have to acknowledge these things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to potentially ruin your own career. Your own reputation, your own integrity. Yeah, to be riding so hard for a company that really, like, whatever they paid you. They're not going to ride hard for you. Paid for your trip is just, like, peanuts to them. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, recently, they are facing legal action. Basically, a group of artists are taking she into court um, for stealing their designs and profiting off of it. I believe it. And the thing is, in the States, there's a particular law um, that was created to um, go after the mafia back in the day. It was created specifically for that. It was like, my, it was like money laundering and um, 
don't know what the word is where you try to like extort people yeah, or whatnot. Yeah. Um, so these artists and creatives who feel like they have been their designs have been stolen from them and Sheehan has used their designs to profit. Mm. They are basically going after Sheehan using that particular law because Sheehan owns a number of shell companies and it's through their network of shell companies they steal and sell and distribute these designs all the way up to the Sheehan main company as far as I understand as far as I understand this um and then it's manufactured and sold and so it basically blurs and obfuscates the responsibility of the line of yeah responsibility exactly um of away from Sheehan being the perpetrators of this theft yeah so Really interesting. And the fact this that... This is a no smoke without fire. Like, if that's an actual lawsuit, there must be proof. There has to be proof. Yeah. Like, something doesn't become a lawsuit without... You can't take on Sheehan and find a legal team worth their salt who is going to pursue something that... You know, Especially of, like, independent of... artists. Which is so often disputed. Yeah. Because they oh. just... There's no backing and it's like, it's not worth it. Yeah. And then there's also the question of... Uh, is it really a copy of your design? Look, the color's different. Yeah. Oh, that line is different. This is more like inspired by your mm. work as opposed to a direct theft of your yeah. work. So you really have to like come correct when you're uh, for sure w- when you're an artist going after a massive international corporation. So I wonder what happens. I I mean I can't see how this press trip did she in any favors. No, unless people believe these videos. But from what I understand, like in the true internet style, mm. people have taken the influencers' videos and then they're like evaluating it themselves. That's like what we watched just now. Yeah. Of like people were like, well, and then this happened and then this happened and like trying to piece it together. And it feels like people aren't buying it and people are trying to like poke holes in all this documentation of the trip. So. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it... I mean, it's not going to impact Sheehan. I think whoever shops there, shops there. Mm. But I don't think it's going to have any impact on Sheehan, if I'm honest. I think all the impact is going to come down on On the the influencers. Definitely. They're going to Defaming their names. They're going to get the the brunt of the negative press by just being associated with it. And to be honest, initially, before I'd even watched the videos, I thought it was like a trip they'd been invited on. And it's like, you're free to go and make up your own mind yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. it but then once we way. saw the videos, it was like, clearly they're getting paid or coerced to only have positive reviews yeah. about Sheehan as a company. So it's overly positive. It was overly, so overly positive. So, yeah, I mean, if they invited me on a trip. Don't go. I'm not going now because I know better. But if a company invited me on a trip, I would be like, okay, I'm going to go, free yeah. trip. Let me see what it's about and I'll make up my own mind. And that's often anything, right? The thing is, influencers get sent loads of stuff, but the idea is often like a no obligation yes. to post. That's what it should be. And then there are times where someone will pay you to post about their product, but then obviously there's a clear like advertorial mark. Mm. But 
I don't know what, to what extent the creators of these videos had actually clearly demonstrated we were paid outright mm. you know but even if they weren't even if they felt like the the general thing is I, I understand I'm mm. meant to give a positive spin because they've flown me out to China yeah. and they're feeding which like me for sure I'd feel that way of course yeah I don't want my I don't know I'm not saying that they would do this but when you're in someone else's yeah own turf yeah. you're gonna be like I'm just gonna bite my tongue and yeah. then I'm gonna go home and create my video Oh, well. <laughs> well, let us know what you thought about Shein's um, influencer brand trip. Um, did you believe a lot of the claims? Were you surprised to see what you saw? Were you disappointed? Were you happy to see a whole different side of Shein? What's your view on them as a company? And yeah, we'd love to hear your feedback. But um, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, of course. Um, you can email us with your suggestions. We'd love to hear from you. And we'll see you next week, guys. See ya. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.